Hello, Gary Forrestal here. Um, something a bit different this week. Um, we're not putting out a main show because Mars once again is going home. He loves his mother. Um, can't fault him for that. But um, yeah, so we're not recording. But what we're going to do, what we thought we'd do is put out our first ever Patreon show. So if you join us over on Patreon, there's 10 shows there already. And we put out shows every couple of weeks, every two or three, four weeks. Um, we do an extra show, a bonus show for you guys. So this is the first one we ever did. And it's called, we named it, His Little Legs, which is the name I wish we'd gone for for this. But I decided on Detract Spinner's which is okay, but it's hard to spell and things, so people can't find us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is our Patreon show. His little legs. It is. It's well. How would you describe it, Mars? I'd say it's more. It's certainly not. You know, we don't talk about specific extreme shows. How would you describe what we what we kind of talk? Not in this show, but generally. Because sometimes people related to the XFM shows, or it can just be like questions that um, we get sent by our lovely Patreons. So do I do highly recommend that you join us there. We won't make a regular thing of posting Patreon things. This is purely like a little, like a sample, like you would get a little detergent thing in a in a newspaper just to see. And then if you don't want it, you just pop it in the bin and just stay on the main thread. But basically, you set the (laughs) you set the agenda and we we talk about that basically so in the part we talk we've talked about football we've talked about aliens we've talked about history oh yeah yeah, your mars gave me a history quiz Uh, yeah that's an important point that you make that what we talk about obviously we we, you know we we just sort of have a chat but any if you are a patreon you can control what we talk about and you can suggest topics and there is no topic off limits within legal reason but within reason we will discuss any topic basically that you suggest on there and we've had topics suggested to us done shows about specific events like the football like Mars says it's not a football show don't worry but you know we do talk about stuff as it happens if you don't like that sort of stuff I probably wouldn't subscribe because you're not gonna like it but if you if you kind of like the incidental chat that happens during the shows this i hope hope you'll like this anyway and um yeah here's the first show for patreon that we ever did okay so i won't pack you down just start with it Hello, Patreons. This is His Little Legs, a spin-off podcast from your friends Gary and Miles from the Detroit Spinners. I did actually put your name just before mine. I don't normally do that. No. Miles has this thing, right? Everything we write, everything we write, he has a real thing about putting his name first, whether it's more my idea or his idea. You know, he just... And I I don't mind, So, but he always has his name first. So, yeah, it's fine. It's Miles and Gary. I don't care. You know, it's not alphabetical, which most people do. But, yeah, Miles and Gary, whatever. Anyway, You serve serve your best wine first at the start of a meal. Then everyone's too trashed at the end to care or remember that they were there. Gary, for when people are trashed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so welcome to the show. This is a special show, as Mars says, for um, our patrons. And um, it's we've only set up an account about a week ago. We've got five patrons so far. We're incredibly grateful to all of you. So the patrons we've got at the moment are not in the order they signed up for, but just the order I've got it here. Henry Marwood, Thomas Mars, David McGear. Daisy Elizabeth and Peter Emanuelson. Sounds like a porn star. Uh, 
<laughs> manual. No, I don't know why. Manual. That's what I was thinking. But um, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. And any amount you can pay is very much appreciated. Um, yeah, and this is a show kind of just for you guys and people who sign up in the future. So at the moment, there is no specific format. We're not the main show. We're talking about each XFM show in order, obviously, and that's what we're doing. But this show is looser. It has less structure. We, we're not diving into a particular show, but we're going to have the agenda of what we talk about set by you guys. So, you know, send us comments and write on the Patreon comments section or whatever. Did I sound technical enough there, Mars? It was all right. Yeah, it's not bad. Let's know what sort of stuff you'd like us to talk about, and we will do shows about that. And we'll also be posting little video clips and things as well of ourselves, so you can see us in all our glory. And, um, yeah, that's what this show's about. So it's a bit looser. Bear that in mind. I would say this. This is take two. Yeah. Bear that in mind. When you're listening to this, this is our second take (laughs) to this show. Loose, Loose and vague, what I look for in a woman. Yeah, that's uh, loose and vague. Yeah, that's on my <laughs> reminder. So what are we going to do today? So I've actually been perusing the Reddit thread kind of where where we sort of started uh, when I first came up with the idea for this podcast. And I told Gary and I, I ran in and I said, look, I've got this amazing idea for this podcast. Why don't we chat about things that a thing that we like, which is the XFM shows? And Gary said, that's the best idea I've ever heard. And I agreed. I can't, e- what- hang on, I can't even be bothered. Can't even be bothered to correct all the stuff that's wrong there. But you you carry on, go on. Thanks very much. It was so his idea. Been, that's that's the only thing that's yeah, true. Yeah, and all the subsequent comments after that. Um, but I've been on read the Reddit thread, kind of looking at uh, theories of the show, and I thought, in absence of you know anything else, we can maybe look into those and give our thoughts and opinions on on what other people are saying. Yeah, because these are like more general theories about the show as a whole, rather than diving into a particular episode, which we will save for the main show. Yeah. So do you want the first one? So, yeah, what are these? These are theories that people have written about the show. Because I'm intrigued. Yeah, so this, I, don't, I don't know what you, you're going to say here. So, so, so people people on, on the Reddit thread, they, they basically either share photos or memes or just little comments or quotes that they like. But they also go into, as many of our listeners do already, go into an incredible amount of detail and thorough analysis of the shows, the sort of things that we like to do, right? The first one is this. Carl's dad makes an awful lot up. Crashing the train into the station, kid in a wheelie bin, nicking from the telephone box, even his brother going to the shops in the tank. I think a lot of these stories are made up by Carl's dad to trick Carl or are actually just jokes that Carl took seriously. I think he knows his son is gullible, so he makes them up to entertain him. Some theories. Crashing the train. Probably a real incident that Carl's dad inserted himself into. Kid in a wheelie bin probably made that to scare Carl into not annoying him into a car trip. Old ladies in a taxi. Again, proper, probably to stop Carl annoying him while striving. Going in, uh, going to the shops in a tank made up to cover cover for the real reason Carl's brother got kicked out. I mean, that's that's quite an interesting thing because that immediately makes me think of um, Arrested Development, which I, I love that show. And that <laughs> the dad's friend who he gets to scare the kids. <laughs> and that's why you don't drive <laughs> when oh, his arm comes off. I haven't off seen enough, haven't seen enough it's, Arrested it's Development. Really I, I, I like what I've seen, but... They um, get this guy and he's, he hasn't got an arm. <laughs> so <laughs> when, when all the kids are really young, they get him to... His dad basically pays him. To, to like rip his arm off in in strange and different ways to scare the kids so they'll learn in the future 
like m- uh, learning a moral you know or right. a life lesson yeah, yeah I, um it's a it's an interesting theory and i think it could be true i think it's a mix though of carl's dad making things up to carl and Carl making things up on the on the radio. So when I say making up, I don't mean, you know, it's an outright blatant lie that's kind of, you know, pernicious or anything. It's it's misremembering a lot of things that happen. Now, I think Carl either makes some stuff up, he definitely makes some stuff up, and he definitely misremembers some stuff. With the things like crashing the train into the station, that's a very detailed story that t- Carl tells. So if it is made up, it will be Carl's dad making it up to Carl. And I agree with the listener, or not the listener, the Reddit thread poster. But yeah, uh, it could be true. Yeah, interesting. Carl's dad probably makes stuff up. Carl also makes some of the stuff up, I think, as well. And definitely, I've always thought the kid in the wheelie bin thing cannot be true. Oh, well, I believe be I believe that he put a kid in a wheelie bin. I don't believe he left him there for going to Blackpool. <laughs> but, but imagine, think of him actually putting a kid in a wheelie bin. They're because really high as well, aren't they, wheelie bins? I don't just mean the physical difficulties of doing it. I just mean... Normal, why, he wasn't a normal kid, Gary. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's even more reason. Yeah, just chuck it, leave him, leave him, leave him by the bins. But it just doesn't make sense to me that he would do that and... To, to resolve a situation where this kid was causing trouble. But how, how would you have resolved that situation? Probably with... A mild manner and a, and a sort of a firm telling off. I would have bargained with Bribery. him. I mean him. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. I, I would have, I would have. You know, you just get calm. You might chuck them off the bus, put them to the back seat or something, or say you've got to come up the front you do by the me. Old Rosa Parks treatment. You do the old Rosa Parks on him. Yeah, uh, yeah, he is um, a legendary civil rights figure. This little kid in the wheelie bin. Um, but yeah, it's, it doesn't. Um, it's always sort of not quite sat with me. And I don't know if Carl's making it up, Carl's dad, but I don't think it happened. But it's yeah, it, c- it could be. I hit parade or ship parade. Are we doing that? I think it's a mix. <laughs> But generally hit parade that. I just love, um, and Carl does mention this in the show when he says people used to have multiple jobs back then. They don't seem to do that now. Like have a, like learning a trade, sort of jack of all trades, essentially. And Carl's dad definitely did fulfill that. And and I bet actually there were things that did inspire him from his dad. Like I'm um, sick of it. Carl plays a character who's a cab driver. And you automatically make that leap with his dad being a cabbie yeah. and the sort of interesting stories that you must get. So I've no I doubt think... that's taken from his dad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So no, there yeah. may maybe some truth in that. I do, I do, I do believe. I do, but one thing I do believe is that he had the nickname Spudhead for that woman. Hundred percent. That's too intricate to kind of make up very specifically like that. Uh, and I do believe he took Carl on journeys. And the woman was there sometimes. I, I do believe that. That that kind of thing I do believe. Putting a kid in the wheelie bin, not sure. I even believe the train crashing in the station. That's a very detailed story. I kind of think that's the sort of thing I can imagine happening. So and it, it, the listener, the sorry, the Reddit thread poster might well be right that maybe Carl's dad was on a train as a minor conductor or something that leapt forward but it wasn't him that did it it was something that happened to Carl's dad and he's kind of made himself put himself into the story but I do believe it happened but certainly most of the stuff I think is true I just think there's little bits that are made up here and there from Carl yeah I I probably agree so this one is uh it's a good question actually and they often mention things that I don't really think about 
what is your most profound anecdote from the life of Carl Pilkington? Like many of you, I tend to knock around uh, with the number of Carl Pilkington anecdotes every so often spring into mind, a bit like you might get a song stuck in your head out of the blue. Lately, I've become obsessed with Carl's encounter with the Harry Krishna fella in which he has handed a plum. As Steve points out, this is like something out of a religious painting, a couple of bold, holy men exchanging fruits and tokens of wisdom. What is your holy shit? That is actually quite deep, mate from the 300 page book that is Carl Pilkington's life yeah um good question for the most profound it's a very specific thing it's not the most funny it's not the most uh memorable but the most profound I, I'm oh to know there's so many to pick from just just your childhood stories I okay I've I've got one so for me well one of them it's only a little anecdote but I kind of a similar ish thing happened to me and it's where Carl talks about how his life could have been completely different because he nearly killed a man once and I think he threw something off a, a oh, cliff cliffs or not a cliff but like a hill and it nearly hit someone now i i i was uh on holiday and on the beach and i was about eight or nine and i picked up this rock big rock and the sea was just in front of me on the beach and i threw it as far as i could and there was a little, little canoe with a dad and a daughter and i didn't i didn't see them until i'd thrown the rock and it was just heading right for them and it just missed them and i still think about that moment today and it's kind of like god my life could have been completely different i wouldn't have gone to prison if i was like eight or nine and neither would carl but you would have got a sanction something would happen you could have killed someone how would that have affected the rest of your life mm. so i i think for me that's that's one of them i mean certainly there's more memorable and funny ones but that one I can really I can relate to. It's a very real. I totally I can I can totally believe it. Whereas some of his anecdotes, you think he's misremembering, not necessarily on purpose, but there's some embellishment mm. here of the anecdote. Whereas that one, I I just I think it happened. That's true. Like how it's it's almost like it's written in the stars that you did this podcast, having such a similar <laughs> experience. It is. Like, yeah. So I'll get a letter in the post for Mrs. Harris. Like, yeah. it's, like it's, it's meant to be. If only your bank balance had those uh, like six figures as well. Absolutely. Six figures well, well, would be more than that, wouldn't it? How many subscribers would we need? We need at least five figures of subscribers to get six it's, figures. It's weird though. You saying that story, like I keep having this reoccurring dream where I've I've killed someone when I was really young and I bury the body and I, I feel really scared that I'm going to be put into prison. Like prison's probably behind going bald death prison is my third greatest worry and i've yeah. had this dream so many times it's like an anxiety dream. I, ha- I keep having it I-, I honestly must have it at least once a month so kind of convince myself that it's actually happened it's really yeah, that's, weird that's really dark for a dream it is re- no it's dark it's not just the fact because i've dreamed i've killed someone and i've dreamed i've been going off in a police car and you kind of get released halfway through and it's a very odd dream uh, like kill someone who i didn't get on with as a child and i i was that kind of age but burying the body is yeah. a very specific part of killing someone that you you're dreaming of as well, which is quite interesting. It's so probably like sort of Freudian. Job, like... This isn't the main podcast because like <laughs> it's a good job this is hidden from most people. I, no, I quite like it. It's probably like a like a metaphor for burying a secret or something, and then you're worried that, that secret's going to be found out. You and I've got so many you secrets. Speak, you speak as someone who has visited like what does my dream mean dot com or who no. it probably does mean that, yeah. Or it could be 
you want to there's something in life that is unfinished and un, uh, you oh, need to so complete. many things gary <laughs> yeah girlfriend our, our careers and i say well, they should be unfinished. We're only in our thirties. Just yeah, both in our thirties is in our thirties. My most profound anecdote from Carl is knowledge is annoying. And yeah, like added to that, people who have more knowledge, you talk about like Newton, it was like stressed out. It's that sort of ignorance is bliss thing, isn't it? Which yeah. I I can definitely relate to that. Well, more. Me, me and you, probably, probably more probably more now than ever like with just the the sheer amount of news and the consumption of news media me, me and you because i just on that me and you were talking about a news but about politics i think it's about the american election or something just just on uh, over messages and you did actually use that you said it is true what carl says knowledge is annoying this was a few weeks ago yeah so it's kind of one of the carl's anecdotes where it is true and then i said to you that's true but also you know if you have a complete lack of interest in gaining knowledge that's also that's that's very bad but yeah a big amount of knowledge particularly about what's going on now can be annoying is a funny word to use from Carl it's a typical Carl word to use but it's more kind of it's harmful it can be harmful to it your, is your Harm well Carl. annoying is a funny word it's just funny to use that that word and it, it is though because you thinking more you end up obsessing about things that are so out of your control and as a result of it, your your sort of mental health will suffer. I also find it makes like the days go by so quick, so much quicker when you're like just consuming all this stuff. And you should like probably take more time to sort of slow down a bit and I don't know, just do something that's a bit more real than all of that stuff. Yeah. And maybe I don't know, live in your own mind a bit more. I think that's be- a better way to live your life. But yeah. now I I don't know. I think because we're all no, touching. We're in our house. We've got such little going on. <laughs> I yeah. went for a walk with a friend the other day. I don't consider her like a close friend, but you know, someone I get on well with. And I was genuinely worried. I'd, I'd run out of things to talk about with her. And I was just sort of saying words as we walked around. She's, I'm sure she wasn't feeling as anxious as what I was, but I was just thinking about, um, yeah, clean the oven the other day. I was, I was, uh, just anything to sort of have, keep the conversation on, up. I've been on dates with like first dates before i like from internet dating and and worried about that 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 would happen as well and written down of, on a piece of like some you some wrote stuff down just to memorize try and memorize and put it in my pocket so that i could go to the <laughs> toilet and get it out and have a look so but i don't usually but yeah usually i don't i don't you don't particularly worry about running out of conversation with a friend well i don't no, absolutely but, not no uh the next theory is, is that good enough for you it's all right. We'll keep it in. We'll keep it in. I can add a bed. <laughs> I'm joking. How on earth have Ricky and Carl managed 30 plus year relationships? I don't think that's like a friendship. I think they mean with um, their partners. Yeah, yeah. A, a love interest. A what? <laughs> a, part, a love interest. A partner. I actually say that now. I actually say my partner for my girlfriend. I never used to say that before. I say. I don't girlfriend what sounds. What did you a bit say? Different. My business partner or something. What do you? What do you my associate. Associate to the firm of the brand Miles. It's uh. Yeah, Miles doesn't. That's not. That's only half joking. In fact, it's not even half joking. He believes he's a brand. But anyway, Karen. Yeah, I, I got that from John Robbins because he says it all the time. It's really funny. Uh, you got to listen to that show. John Robbins and Ellis James. Everyone do recommend it. Daisy actually and I were talking over Instagram about it. Um, I'm also on Instagram, guys. Duchess underscore panel. You can also get in touch with us at Spinners Podcast or an email. Spinnerspodcast.com. I've, um, I've got a phone. 
Shall I give out my phone you, number? You were going to that once, didn't you? I, no, I did. I did a few times nearly give it out and you edited it out, apparently. But well, one of you our, write to me at bbc.org.uk. Keep dreaming, keep dreaming. So what would you make of that? How how have they maintained such long-term Is relationships? That, that was the theory. Yeah. It's quite a short one. So it was um, a question. It's not a theory. I, um, I think that... No, both of I can see both of them in a relationship that long. You know, Ricky, Ricky's the sort of person who... I think he's definitely one thing he's not is like you can imagine a player like even being mega famous and if he was single he could sleep with all sorts of people that he anyone that you like but I don't think he would even if he's single I think he's he's naturally predisposed to be with someone and also he realizes that Jane is the reason for his success or is one of the reasons without Jane I don't think he'd be as successful as he is because he needs that kind why of do you think, why do you think why do you think that because I think he needs that kind of grounding. Ricky, Ricky's very creative, very funny. He's got lots of ideas, but he's all over the place with things. And he would spend too long, I think, just messing around in general in life without the kind of grounding of his part. Now, he does mess around. He messes around with Carl and things. But he's also then he goes home and he's got that stability and that sort of rock by him. Um, and it, I think having a it gives him confidence as well. It gives him the confidence to kind of do do what he wants because that that sort of thing it does give you some confidence. So again, I think it helps him in a number of different ways. And um, I don't think he would be on the streets without Jane. I think he would be famous and in TV, but I just don't think he'll be as famous. Like I can imagine when the, he's making a decision which flat to buy in New York. You know, <laughs> Jane's a big part of that decision, where to live, sort of what what to do functionally to kind of get through when he can do all the crazy stuff and all the creative stuff. And she is the kind of more serious stability stuff mm. that you also need in life, whoever you are. So I can I can see him being with Jane you know for the rest of his life and with Carl yeah with Suzanne that's harder to see <laughs> that's harder because I I often think you know Suzanne puts up with a lot I mean Carl slags are off on air apart from anything else like yeah, but that, that's, that's, some, that's that you would only do that if you felt comfortable in a relationship I know, I know but I think it's 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 kind of it's he's doing it to a national radio audience and so I would feel a bit you might joke with each other if you feel comfortable but he's doing it to radio audience so you know but yeah again the thing about Carl that's similar to Ricky in that sense is that he's not a player he I don't think he would go around sleeping with lots of women if he was I don't think Carl could well he even said like how would you feel like if you couldn't you know yeah it wouldn't bother me now I don't think it would bother me like but also Carl is one of those people that he does sort of think he's quite he is quite selfish in the way that he thinks definitely during that period because it's all about you know what what does Suzanne what do you think (laughs) Suzanne brings to the relationship like she'll when you go on holiday he's like she'll sort of make things more interesting to me yeah I I otherwise would have been and obviously she books all the holidays she does all of the planning and also interesting correlation between the two both Jane and Suzanne they're both in production aren't they or they yeah. probably start and, um, sports. But it's, it's a different mindset isn't it like you know that production being very organized being very trying to be as as efficient and methodical but it's fun <laughs> when they do that episode in uh the Ricky Gervais show on the animation it's like so Suzanne's at work all day she comes back 
Carl's been doing DIY in the house. Suzanne's still got to cook when she gets home. I know. It's so, it's so unfair. Like, but I do, I do, I think some of that is embellished. Like, I, I think that Carl does help more around the house, but he, he, does, he is, yeah. he's, he's keeping in character to kind of sort of say, yeah. you know, oh, I don't do these things. So, um, yeah, I, they are two people who I can imagine, and you never hear them talk about women in a sexual way. Like, I know they, they're on air anyway, so they probably wouldn't, but you. Can't, I can't imagine them going down the pub and saying, oh, God, she looks fit, you know, or check out that no, arse. So I can't imagine either of them ever saying that. I, to I can't even imagine I, you I, saying that. No, I don't. We don't. We don't when we're together. Well, so you the fact that when you when you said it, you're like, check out her ass. Well, I didn't even like say it's, uh, it's rude, rude <laughs> word, man. But, um, it is rude. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, good luck to them. You know, they've obviously, I can, Carl and Suzanne won't ever split up and Ricky and um, Jane won't split up. And, it, and it's a testament because if you, so many relationships in, let's just say Hollywood, but also TV in general, break down because one person gets famous, usually the man, and then he sleeps or something. I just can't see it happening with them. I think they're different in that sense. And that's, that's to both of their credit. It's funny, you know, because, you know, talking about people being, you know, comfortable in a relationship, and I can only say this because my, my girlfriend's in the room right now, but she's wearing earphones. I got we I got. Should I, got I do really the impression? <laughs> no, don't oh, do no, the impression. I should not. Because <laughs> okay, I was, yeah, we're both. Don't turn it to pretty Patel. Uh, it's uh, that was topical for me. Um, well, you don't like topical. Well, you like topical when you come up. With it. Anyway, carry on. Anyway, I was downstairs. I went downstairs and I was like, um, I started making dinner or lunch and then my girlfriend came downstairs and I was like well what are you doing I was like shut making lunch she was having something different to me that's is like, d- <laughs> <laughs> that'll be meaningless to anyone I know I, said, I know but, you know I said you I said you can't do that because I'm cooking and I need some time away from you <laughs> I was like this is like Miles's time where I just have my earphones on I can sort of sing and dance a bit and make dress a nice salad Make don't a nice. Cooker on. Yeah, don't don't leave the cooker so on. Is not allowed to leave the cooker on because if he's. No, no, I'm not allowed to. Doesn't let. I'm not, my housemate doesn't let me um sit away from the oven. I've got to sit just in case the the house explodes, which it hasn't yet. I'm pleased to say, at 30 mm-hmm. years old. But yeah, I I think that's true. But she didn't. We, she, we had a little bit of an argument about it, but it was like. I think we were both pretty mutually understanding that I need my space and yeah. cooking incredibly important to me. Well, so, there you go. You're gonna. You know, in 30 years, you'll be people writing emails saying, "Can you? Ble- uh, how is Miles oh. still with his Galena? Oh, sorry, I should. Uh, okay, right. cut that a little bit. How is Miles still with? Beep? Space is so important to me. I, I couldn't. Yeah, you will be. I, I, you'll be dead in 20 years, I think. I'll be dead in three. <laughs> I, I mean, but um, my relationships haven't worked out because, well, for a number of reasons. But I, I really need space too much and it's not fair because I'm, I'm like I was always saying to my ex-girlfriend you, you know why don't you go to your parents again you know why don't you go because they live a bit far away so like why don't you go and I she got really pissed off and I was like okay my ex was like that she was like she she thought there was something wrong if I went home without her and I was like and it took me a lot of time to get the get the um confidence to say look it's not that I hate you it's like I hate you and I want what, to be away. What, what did you say at the time, Miles? Because it wasn't that. <laughs> it was, uh, that was a horrible relationship. But um, <laughs> that's about that. It's true though. I, I can't, at the same time, I can't really imagine it. I don't know what you'd be like I'd in a relationship. Be, I, I'm, no, I'm pretty good if, if anyone's listening. 
And, no. Um, but no, I'm uh, I'm just a normal, you know, I'm a normal human being, Mars, with normal. wants and needs, and get, I give a lot. I give a lot. Right. No, I don't want to know about that. No, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely happy kind of single. But the thing about it is being in a relationship gives you that confidence. It, it, even if you're happy being single, you, you lack that confidence that you have being in a relationship. Just being out and out with friends, not with your partner, but just being out with friends. Like, it's like, yeah, I'm going home to, you know, a partner and, you know, we're together. And as long as it's a happy relationship, it, <laughs> it gives you something extra. So I think, as I say, I don't think Ricky or Carl would have, it's kind of like what we had in common though when we first met because we were both in incredibly damaging relationships well, we actually, like, so should we stay a... out for another pint should we stay out for another pint yeah, should we stay yeah. out for another pint we it's, it's for... like tuesday we started on sunday we even write that on applications when we write a script and we got to yeah. write a we say we bonded over oasis <laughs> and terrible relationships so yeah we it, well if if Daisy's listening it's not wasn't terrible but it, it wasn't oh she's not going to be listening it's not great no. it wasn't great but yes now you have a good relationship and I don't have a relationship at all Miles so what can we bond over now oh the XFM show really. oh, no. my last theory and this is just a quick one I think it's I don't yours. think it's a Reddit theory, it's a Reddit theory not yeah yours. yeah no no yeah. no there is no way Carl really believes most monkey news. He's fully aware it's BS, mostly because he's just making them up as he goes along. Like monkeys in chat rooms that speak, have jobs, ride bikes. They have hobbies like photography and have PhDs on that. I've I've actually spoken on this before and said that he doesn't believe. Mo- apart from the first two or three, which are, quite, you know, realistic, like a monkey being loose in, in uh, was it uh, Clapham or somewhere? You know, that, that probably happened. You know, it was, they were, and the monkey, um oliver the human z kind of those are kind of real things when it gets to he drove there's no car at pump for you know by that time he doesn't believe it so i thought i've said that before and you said no he does believe it all but he he, he clearly doesn't no, he's I, not stupid he's I'm not stupid probably, he's silly but he's not stupid i'm probably in more alignment with you now actually <laughs> no, yeah. what 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 i think about it is i I think he wants, to, he deeply wants to believe that that's the world that you live in. And because it's, I like, I like the thought of that, living your life in this sphere of fantasy. I think it's just a really, I think people, I think people lose that sense of childishness and imagination as you get older. Because when you get older, you kind of strip all that imagination and fun out of your day lives because we're so focused on meeting targets and deadlines and living well and particularly with social media and stuff. And I think that's never really been a concern of Carl. You, you know, he's happy to live in his little bubble. And I think that's, I think that's, an, I think that's a nice thing. Yeah. And, it's like you know, kind of the adult equivalent of playing with dinosaurs or something, yeah. like that, you know, like just pretending they're real. A child, if you said to them is, if they're playing with dinosaurs, do you think that's a real dinosaur and you play? And they'll say, no, I don't think they believe it. But yeah, I, I agree with that. They kind of want it to be true and it's nice. And we do lose that. Um, I lost it about three. <laughs> like, too <laughs> serious true. for that age. But um, yeah, you kind of, you kind of, you you. it's harder to suspend your disbelief. And I think Carl's just living in a world where it would be nice if that, I'd love a monkey to drive away from a, a gas That'd station. That'd be hilarious. It'd be great. Spain. To Spain. Think to of that. Spain. It's it's clearly yeah, he doesn't believe it. That that theory is uh, complete. 
Um, to wrap up, Gary, I feel that it might be quite nice just to shoot some quick rockbusters that were sent by Peter Emanuelson, who's one of our lovely oh, yeah. Patreons. Yes, he's a Patreon. Yeah. Are you up for it? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I have had a look over these and I'm slightly concerned. <laughs> but you'll be okay, I think. Well, you uh, won't, but you well. might not know who the first one is, but uh, I can help. Uh, I have this big tank, but instead of water, I use it to store the sunlight from this morning. Sis. S O A D. I nearly said it. S O A D. Clearly, sister, somebody. S O A D. Yes. Oh, I I know that because I actually know this, but I have no idea what their music sounds like, and I can't even relate it to the clue. But just given the initials, I imagine it's something called like System of a Down. Yes. How the hell did you know that? That is so. I know. I never heard of System of a Down. I swear I didn't look. I swear, but I know System of a Down. So the explanation I'm given is. And this is very KP. Cistern of a Dawn. Cistern yeah. of a Dawn. Not bad. I actually did used to listen to um, System of a Down at this. We had this little um, indie club in Ipswich where I'm from. And you could go there at 16 and drink Red Bull and sneak in like a hip flask of vodka and jump in a mosh pit. I remember even back then I was like, no, it's a bit. It's a bit messy, that. <laughs> looks a yeah. bit dangerous. <laughs> it's, I think, but it's, it always amazes me, and it's funny that Steve is into that kind of music and that he goes yeah, to, right. like, most fits. Because can you imagine the oh, chaos no. of Steve being that he's so, like, thin and, and tall? You know? <laughs> and also, he's talking, about rage against, he's talking about Rage Against the Machine. And I was there that year at Reading, and it was fucking mental. It was brutal. Yeah, I just... I'll, I, I'll I'll tend, like, you there. I told you about that, that time at Reading Festival, didn't I? I mean, the first time I got my parents to pick me up, because I couldn't go to the toilet. Second time I went, oh yeah, I went with my, my partner. One of my mates got kicked out because he had a flare. Another one got kicked out because he had weed. And so it was just, for some, they all cleared off, left our tent there. And there's a bit of a ritual at Redden Festival in the UK where they just burn everything down. And essentially, right. I took it in shifts where we both sat out, me and my girlfriend, it was at the time, and literally just sat outside in our chair. Some, mate, some person came over and said, excuse me, do you mind if I burn your tent? I went, oh, do you know what? I do actually mind, mate. You're telling me people go around burning stuff, like yeah, everything yeah. at the like, Reading Festival. Seriously, they like throw gas canisters. And Is shit. that why it's you couldn't mental. go to the toilet the first time? Because you were worried about the flames. It was the long drop, but there was <laughs> that is oh, a concern. Um, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, really. I wish I was there with you. Wish I wish I went that. there. <laughs> yeah. Let's do the second one. So System of a Down are like Rage Against the Machine, basically. They're like, well, the they're a bit, bit they're a bit harder than well i don't know yeah they're they're, they're quite heavy is that your nme article draft <laughs> the second one. one a horned canadian animal lies on top of a fella who pays for sex ej well <laughs> well i i i mean the initials scream out and john so i'm guessing and you'd, you'd be right elk on john i guess john thomas <laughs> Is that right? No, John or just the person who pays. What was the clue? Read the clue again. <laughs> I'm curious. No, I'm, I'm joking. I, I... A, horned, a horned Canadian animal, that's yeah. the elk, lies yeah. on top of a fella, that's John, who pays for sex. Uh, Elton John. Elk John, on John. John. Why does John pay for sex? Explain, Peter, in another email. I'd like to know. <laughs> I'd like to know your exact your explanation for these rock busters. I think it had a lot they're of. Very, they're in. The, they're in spirit, so we like them. Next one. This castrated bull looks like it's praying. 
A-L. It's quite good, actually, this one. Okay, I've got it. Go on. I'm just working through why it is that. So, hang on. So, this castrated bull. Okay, it's, it's Annie Lennox, because Ox at the Correct. end it refers to the bull. So, I, I know that I'm, it was in the initials, obviously. <laughs> so, I'm just trying to work out how that is Annie Lennox. Annie Lennox. Annie Len- Lennox. I don't get it, but I, I got it. Okay, so here we go. A kneeling ox. A kneeling ox. An elox, an oh. Annie Lennox, Annie Leonix. Annie Leonix. Okay. <laughs> that is so. That is that's a that is a Metallica. 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 But that sounds the same. But Metallica to be. <laughs> well, fair. thank you for those, Peter. You did actually. He got all three uh, based on the initials. So well done. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks, Peter. They're they're funny. Yeah, keep them coming in, and um, you know, make them just as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guys, uh, no, this has been fun. I've enjoyed doing this um, episode. Remember, um, I haven't. Remember um, to leave uh, your suggestions for what you want us to talk about. It's your show, effectively. It's it's for you guys. So um, we will, uh, you know, if it's and don't don't say like terrorism please you can you can say terrorism but, but you can we can talk about that, but no you can say whatever you want but um you know we can just delete it if we don't like it yeah let us know and thanks very much for your subscriptions we really genuinely appreciate it a lot so this is for you yeah there'll be more shows to come and like i think i've mentioned this uh before but i actually did go out and filmed a little XFM tour around London where I live. And I've visited all of the hotspots and my friends currently editing them all together. So really looking forward to sharing that. It's just going to be like a sort of little three or four minute um, thing, but something a little bit different in addition to all of the podcasts that we plan to put out in the future. So I'll be filming myself on my phone <laughs> in going like, hi. Hello. NSA. Yeah. But um, no, we, we'll put little video clips out. I will say now, mine will not be edited to the extent quite, that ours will be. I'd quite but, like uh, to see you either read from the Guinness World Record out loud or eat five burgers live on air. I'd pay at I've least. I've still got those grapes in my fridge from, from when How we did the grapes. I know they're probably disgusting by now. But anyway. What's, what's in your fridge at the moment? Let's just quickly do that. Um, I've got a chicken chow mein. Are you having that later? I've got maybe. I've got a uh, like paella. No, that I didn't are, these, make. are these ready meals or? That was a ready meal. No, the chicken <laughs> jamain was from the um, from the Chinese. From our little mate, yeah. Mr. Gary. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, and that's what I've got. Anyway, I'm not going to go and look in my fridge. I'm it's excited not, it's about not that. Gary's fridge. You know, if the, if the listener, if you, I'll tell you what. This is if you're a Patreon, write <laughs> down to us. Do you want to know what's in my fridge every week? Yes or no. (laughs) And we'll compare fridges at the end. All right. Cheers, guys. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you soon. That was quite fun, actually. (laughs)